Thanks for joining us at My Horse University, sponsored by MSU Extension. Today we're here visiting with Julie Stracota. She is an assistant professor in the Large Animal Clinical Science at the College of Veterinary Medicine at Michigan State University. Julie is one of our equine veterinarians, focuses on equine care and large animal reproduction. How are you today, Julie? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, you bet. Thank you for joining us. Um, Julie, so what got you started uh, in your interest with horses? Yeah, so my interest in horses started when I was a little kid because my dad was a horseman. So he was a horse trainer before they actually had kids, my folks. Um, and so he always had a passion for horses. And so when I was around 16, that's when we started um, purchasing and showing Arabian show horses. And so my passion really, I think, is probably in my DNA through my dad. But um, so we have, it's really been a family um, business and passion since then. And so we um, own a small farm here in Williamston, Michigan, um, where we have about a dozen horses. And um, over the years I've ridden, shown, um, and just share that passion with my mom and dad. Well, I know growing up, uh, I really appreciated uh, veterinarians that had a strong horse background. It always seemed like uh, I just got along with them better and uh, they could look at uh, my horse uh, holistically and, and uh, really help me nail down problems when we had them. Um, so, so most uh, girls, myself included, as we were growing up being crazy about horses, we were also dreaming of becoming a uh, veterinarian. Uh, what led you to become a veterinarian? Yeah, so I think I always had a passion for animals in general. I was the kid that was hauling around kittens and dogs and my parents really supported my passion for animals in general um, growing up and once we had the horses. Um, my background is I actually came to Michigan State and did an undergrad degree in animal science. So just to further um, develop that passion for all animals and not just horses. And um, from there, I went on to um, veterinary school here at Michigan State, and I was really unique in that, I'll tell you, I didn't get in on my first try going to veterinary school. And in the meantime, I actually did a master's degree here at the college, um, at the um, veterinary school. And so I actually think that um, taking that little um, diversion, waiting to get into veterinary school really strengthened my passion for horses. Um, my passion for older horses as well. Um, and so I actually studied insulin dysregulation or insulin resistance in horses. And so um, after um, going through veterinary school, I um, went on to private practice for a few years and now came back um, to the college um, to kind of focus on teaching as well as you mentioned, equine primary care and large animal reproduction. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, working with your, your class this last semester on uh, equine nutrition, uh, good group. Um, so we will be working on a, a webinar together on uh, caring for the older horse. 
What sparked your interest in um, older horses? Yeah, so I, um, when I, before I went to veterinary school, I um, also worked as a research assistant and had the honor of being on an FDA clinical trial for a drug um, called Prescend nowadays um, that we use to treat PPID or Cushing's disease in horses. And so my passion for that older senior horse developed because we cared for about 25 older horses here at Michigan State out in the pastures. So we gave them this drug Prescend every day. Um, and in addition to those horses, we actually managed client-owned horses on this FDA clinical trial. And so um, I really became passionate about those senior horses, talking with those clients and it really becoming a part of their family. Um, you know, learning, we would see those horses every three months. And so we really became, we got to know them, know the history, know the family. And a lot of times, you know, there's little kids involved in those older horses and it was really fun to see them grow up. And so that's really where my, um, my passion for those older horses, the senior horse came from was just managing them and seeing how kind they are and how giving they are. And I always, um, joke when we have older horses come in to be treated too. I wish they could tell me their story and where they've been because I know a lot of them have done so much um, throughout their careers. Yeah, that, that's for sure. They, uh, they, really, um, they really give a lot back even at that older age. Um, I know I, I'm working uh, with some uh, therapeutic writing uh, establishments and the majority of their horses are senior horses. And if you look at the lesson force out there, there's a lot of lesson horses that are on the older end. Um, and so they become, you know, the teachers for our beginner riders and uh, are so valuable to us, you know, even at that older age. Do you have any um, quick tips you can give our listeners as far as caring for older horses? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing and I can tell you from personal experience, I have some old horses myself. Um, I have a little miniature horse that's around 33 years old. Um, my old retired show horse just turned 28 this year. Um, and things that keep um, older horses going and how we're improving this, number one is nutrition, right? So our nutrition has changed over the years so greatly that we're able to feed feeds like senior feeds, uh, making sure they're getting the appropriate nutrients. It's really helped longevity of the horse. As far as the veterinarian side of things, dentition, I um, think it's really important to have your veterinarian check your horse's teeth at least once, if not twice a year to make sure that it's they're healthy. Um, I can tell you here, we actually have one of our teaching horses who just turned 32. Um, and I did her teeth here about three months ago and I was really impressed. She still has every one of her premolars and molars. Everything looks good. And that's why she's still in our herd and we're able to maintain, maintain her um, as she's able to chew um, and start that process of digestion. You know, other things to think about is that exercise is good for our older horses. So turning them out light exercise, even in these cold days that helps those joints and helps them move and not become stiff, just like you or I. Um, so those are a couple of things I can think of um, that really I think have improved 
the horse, the quality of the life and the longevity of our horses, nutrition, dentition, exercise. Yeah, I would, I would definitely affirm on the exercise because, um, uh, our older horses, they seem to, uh, when you, when you quit working them for a while, let's say you take a winter break, um, while your other younger horses will come back looking great and they're very easy to get back into a fit condition. seems like our older horses have a harder time bringing their muscle, muscle mass back up. So they'll lose a lot of their top line and, uh, some of their, uh, work hard type muscles. Along those same lines, this time of year here in Michigan, um, it's always important to put your hand under, if you're blanketing your horses, especially your senior horses, make sure you're taking that blanket off, putting your hands under that blanket and making sure that you're not getting your horse thin because that's one thing we see here um, as veterinarians is that we forget we have that blanket on the horse and we just assume that everything's good. They're eating their hay, they're eating their grain, but we may not be meeting their caloric intake needs here in this cold winter like today I think it was four degrees when I drove in and so making sure you watch that body condition score here in the winter especially with our senior horses is really important. Yeah and I would say um, as well even a shaggy hair coat can hide uh, ribs so uh, just putting your hands on for sure um, and uh, feeling them over the ribs, making sure they're relatively smooth over the ribs um, and that they're, they're keeping some of their conditioning through their shoulder and their top line and their neck and their hip uh, through the winter is really critical. And one last thing, um, I know that uh, before we started, we were talking a little bit about colic and uh, here in Michigan, it's, it's winter right now, and I'm sure you're probably seeing an increase in impaction colics. And we talk a, a lot about uh, keeping the water fresh and at a comfortable temperature for our horses. How important is water consumption and uh, keeping our older horses healthy? Critical, and I absolutely agree. We right now, I would say that's the most common colic we're seeing come into Michigan State is impaction colics. Um, our horses tend to not drink as well, um, and so warm, fresh water. Even some of our older horses, we may have to entice to drink. Um, making you know, sometimes people will put like a Gatorade, um, the apple flavored electrolytes, getting them to drink however you can is so important to try and prevent colic um, and keep them healthy. I absolutely agree. Well, thank you so much for those tips. Uh, I've, I've got a older horse myself. He's in his uh, early twenties, but he's definitely showing some signs of age. So I'm gonna take all of these tips and uh, help keep him healthy and happy uh, through this winter. Um, Julie, it was great talking to you and I uh, look forward to working with you. Thank you very much.